We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app it's beamaz and beamer now brian mazarowski and joe beamer news radio 930 wben all right. Uh, hey, man, a lot of breaking uh, news this morning. Uh, we have uh, the uh, date, June 1st, maybe, for the Blue Jays in Buffalo. That's out of Sportsnet over in Canada. And then this, the Facebook Oversight Board, just coming in a couple seconds ago, deciding not to lift the ban on former President Trump's Facebook account, upholding that decision from January 7th to suspend the president from Facebook and Instagram, which Facebook owns. Um, They said that Trump's posts during the Capitol riot severely violated Facebook's rules, encouraged and legitimized violence. That's according to the oversight board. They Facebook's oversight board tweeted out the response. You know, (laughs) I'm sure they announced it on Facebook as well. Um, But they did say that um, this is kind of weird. I don't know. This is really the first I'm hearing of the oversight board. As a like some sort of Supreme Court of social media, I hadn't heard of it until six minutes ago. But I'm looking at this thing that they released just a couple of minutes ago, and it really does kind of seem like uh, it is a very big and lengthy, serious uh, decision. Because not only are they upholding that decision to suspend the former president's Facebook page, they also found Facebook violated its own rules by imposing a suspension that was indefinite. This penalty is not described in Facebook's content policies. It has no clear criteria and gives Facebook total discretion on when to impose it. They say within six months of today, Facebook must review this matter and decide a new penalty that reflects its rules, the severity of the violation, and prospect of future harm. They can either impose a time-limited suspension, or they can just delete the account. They can't suspend somebody indefinitely. So what this tells me is Facebook's oversight board, which works kind of as an arm of Facebook. I mean, it is part of Facebook. It is a quote-unquote separate, but it's from Facebook. Facebook. Yes. They are saying that six months from today, 
we are all going to be talking about Facebook once again. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Is that the uh, we're we're making this decision today? But hey, six months again, let's get back in the news and uh, we'll get back uh, we need, with our oversight board. We need more eyes on at oversight board. That's actually the most surprising thing to me, uh, Brian, is that Facebook's oversight board on Twitter is at oversight board. I would think that would be Twitter's oversight board. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if Twitter has an oversight board. It's another good question. Uh, but that's what we want some of your comments on this morning. 803-0930 to give us a call or a text on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board with uh, your, your thoughts on that idea of an oversight board for social media and who should control that oversight board because as we said before this is it's a quote unquote you know independent oversight board but it's it's run by facebook it's run by facebook yeah I, is this something that you want to see whether it be facebook twitter uh instagram and other social media and what other social media is this something that should be regulated by the government the same way that TV or radio is. I, I mean, we have government regulation yes. that we have to abide by. Joe knows very well all the forms he has to fill out every single day that we have to abide by. I, there's certain rules. I mean, for example, the ones that get br brought up a lot, especially when you're talking about something like YouTube, right, is rules with kids programming. Right, there are very set rules, Saturday morning programming rules on TV when it comes to children's programming. What ads can and can't be involved in, uh, you know, during a Clifford cartoon or something like that on Saturday morning. Uh, the types of programming that's allowed, the um, a ratio of educational to entertainment uh, programming that has to be in certain times of the day. These are all things on TV that you might not realize it but are regulated by the government in some way. Now, as soon as you go on to the Internet, and this is one of the problems that people look at YouTube and kind of wonder, especially when it comes to kids' programming, it's where more and more kids are watching TV. Well, none of these safeguards on what sort of ads that they're seeing, what sort of content might come up next in the feed on this kid programming you know, loop. You know, Once you finish one Facebook video, they automatically load up another one that you might want to watch based on the last one that you watched. And nobody's really overseeing this. Is that okay? To what level do you want to see that? Do you want to see it at all when it comes to oversight of social media and online media? I think it's a very tricky situation and subject, and it really all depends on how you view it. Do you view social media as media, or do you view social media as socializing? Right. Uh, if you split the word, what side of that boundary do you fall on? That is a great question because it is a place where a lot of people socialize uh, more than they do in person. Uh, but it's also I mean, think about Twitter and Facebook, especially over the last four years. This is where people get their information. It's where they get statements from their elected leaders. You, you know, Brian, I am torn on this because I'm not I'm the last person to say I think the government needs to have more oversight. Um and you see what Facebook did with their oversight board. You mentioned YouTube and the the safe sets that Google has put on certain parts of YouTube, right? I believe now there's a YouTube Kids um, that would that would take care of that. But again, the government has no say over that. That was Google doing it themselves. Do you trust these websites like Twitter, like Facebook, to oversight themselves, or is it to the point where? Every, a lot of people are depending on information on these websites, and it needs to have some kind of influence by the government. I don't think I'm there yet. 
Yeah, it is. Like I said, I think it really depends on how you view social media. And uh, that's what we're kind of taking your comments on today, 803-0930, to give us a call or a text in this morning. Uh, you mentioned uh, YouTube for kids, and there's different filters you can put on. There was talk about a kid's version of Instagram, and I'm just thinking, come on. On. I, you know, why do kids need, you know, a version of social media? They should learn the actual social world first before hopping exactly. on the social media social world. But this is where we are. Are you allowing your kids to use social media? If you do, what social media? What kind? Uh, what restrictions are on there, if any? That's what we want to hear from today. Again, this is all kind of spurred by the Facebook Oversight Board. They decided to uphold that suspension of former President Trump's Facebook page. On Twitter, he remains suspended indefinitely. Uh, the Oversight Board says in six months they have to decide, are you going to make this a, a suspension of a definite period of time, or are you going to just delete the account? Because those are the only two things that Facebook should be allowed to do, according to Facebook's, you know, oversight board, whatever that is. And, and by the way, we're we're talking, you know, in social media in general. Personally, I'm not surprised by the decision that came down uh, from the oversight board. But Brian, when you talk social media, it's also much bigger than radio and TV because FCC uh, regulates radio and TV within the country. You know, your FM, your AM, your network television. That's that's what the FCC stuff that you could put an antenna up and, and get social media. If I go on Twitter and look at Oversight Board in the United States, I'm looking at the same Twitter page in Europe, in Australia. So social media, if it was regulated by just the U.S. government, that wouldn't make much sense because— Well, there is different what social— if I'm not, It's completely different. You go to China, you think you're seeing social well, exactly, media that you see here? But exactly. It is not the same at all. But if I go to the U.K., today I'm looking at the same Twitter. If I go at— BMAS1, I'm getting your Twitter page. And, you know, all those government, the same way they restrict some other forms of media, they're free to make a restriction yeah. on on internet media, which, I again, I think it depends on how you look at it. And it might vary depending on what platform you're talking about. Because you look at something like Instagram it's very different from something like Twitter, which is very different from something like Facebook. I want if I if I were to characterize those three things, and are those the three big? Are we agreeing on? Yeah, I would say Snapchat is fourth. I mean, but the big three are the ones you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Snapchat's almost like texting to me. It, yeah, you know, it, it's a little more personal than something that you're putting out into the world. True. TikTok might actually be number four. Um, you know, We're a little too old for TikTok. I, is, yeah, it's is something you're putting out there. But to, you tell me if you um, agree, disagree, or how you look at this, Joe. Because I look at, if I'm to take these big three, I look at uh, Twitter is almost a news place. And it's where uh, reporters, people, uh, politicians, um, and everybody else go to spread and react to news items and that's kind of how twitter has evolved if you ask yes. me um facebook is where aunts and uncles and people <laughs> go to react to news items that they dig up from who knows where on the internet yeah i don't trust something i just see on facebook i don't trust something i see on the internet anywhere oh there you go um which is probably the best thing 
for you to uh, do and keep in mind at the end of this. But that's how I view Facebook. Facebook is less – I'm not looking at um, a band's Facebook. I'm not getting uh, something from a politician on Facebook usually. I'm not getting something from a reporter like I am on Twitter. It's usually friends and family on Facebook. And, but it's a lot of the same discourse and information that you'd find on Twitter. Yeah, and it's like you said, Facebook you use for events. That's how you know what's going on. That's how, yeah, it's the new um, event book or planner. Yeah. It's the new way to send an invitation. That's, I, I mean, I say this with most, I'm pretty sure that I'm 100% serious when I say this. The only reason I'm on Facebook is for the events. Um, it's, they make it very easy to plan a simple party a larger party to know right. when something else is going on, to be notified of these things and kind of, uh, you know, make it a check mark and add it to your calendar. So that's what I use Facebook for personally. Instagram to me is that is the mall. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yeah. I mean, that basically is the mall. Everyone acts like a model in the, you know, the shop window of the mall. <laughs> and half of Instagram is just being used to sell you something that you think you like. And yep. whether it's through the ads or through posts, of you know brands or bands or anything under the sun trying to sell you something that is what i see the most on instagram instagram for me has become where i get memes and watch the videos that barstool has posted uh but that's really all instagram you know facebook it, it facebook i mean that used to be all it was and you know it, it's still pretty popular uh but i could do without facebook the problem is i've made a lot of my logins through my facebook you know how you can do that so a lot of my logins are through Facebook, and I think that might be one of the main reasons I'm still on Facebook. So, wait, wait, wait. So I your logins to other sites, Yes. you, instead of like keeping them on your phone in a notes folder or on a notepad or just in your head, right? you give all your login information for stuff to Facebook. No, I use Facebook to log in. So you can, you can either yeah, sign up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can either sign up, make an account, or just use your, is it, use your Facebook login. Right. To, yeah. So you're giving all your login information right. to all this to Facebook right. to sign in for you. I'm also giving them access to my Facebook page if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> at the time, what? At the time, it was easier. <laughs> I can't believe you're doing this. I'm sitting next to you. Here. But so you're you're just so like you want to. What types of places are you logging into so through Facebook? My Groupon is through Facebook. Okay. My account on the app that you're listening to us right now was created by my Facebook. Okay. <laughs> A lot of the games I play on my phone. Are through my Facebook. So they know what you're listening to on a daily basis. They know what you're spending money on. When I go to listen to podcasts, that account was made through my Facebook. <laughs> your bank? When you my go bank to your is banking? not through my Facebook. I'm All sorry. Right. I'm, no. glad, I'm glad to hear you have uh, some uh, you know, self restriction. Uh, Twitter, I would say, is where people, yes, get their news, get their sports information. And Brian, uh, maybe I'm wrong here. I think Twitter's the one that people take the most serious. Uh, I think if I read something on Twitter, I'm going to go look into that. If I see a story on Facebook, usually the link is, you know, news.journalism.org uh, or .net. But if I'm on Twitter and I see something, I look into it. I don't believe it right away, but I take that tweet more seriously. And I feel in all of these places, and tell me if I'm wrong, that you kind of censor or you kind of um, oversight yourself because you follow what you want to follow. You don't follow stuff that maybe you don't trust. You don't follow stuff that you don't want to see. 
maybe maybe I'm wrong, uh, but I think the oversight for your personal newsfeed is you. Yeah. Well, there's a problem in social media in and of itself. You're creating your own echo chamber, and you might not even well, realize it. That's a problem beyond social media. Aaron, in Toronto, you're on WBEN. Uh, from all the way up north, what's on your mind? Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I wanted to, first of all, we have a bill that's getting pushed through our legislative system called Bill C-10 right now, which is going to allow our Canadian government to kind of moderate what we can put on social media. So when it comes to um, Facebook governing and independent governments governing, there is definitely things other than China's wall that are out there causing people to not be able to say what they want to say. Hey, I, I don't mean to interrupt you uh, so quickly, but I, I'm wondering, and I kind of have a feeling based on you bringing up that law, what your opinion is on social media in and of itself. If it's something that you look at as an extension of free speech, or is it more something of, you know, it's media that you're kind of taking part in, but it is in a way its own private entity and company and just meant as entertainment uh, more, more so than a, a megaphone. It's protected under Section 230. They're protected as a public platform. They're seen as a town hall. There's already laws in place that protect Facebook and Twitter from being held legally liable for many of the words communicated on their platform. So if they want to start governing and acting as an editorializer, they should be charged as a publisher, and they shouldn't be protected under Section 230. I would say it goes to any other type of utility service that, you know, if you, you're using water for an illegal reason, they can't cut off your water. They can arrest you and take you away for whatever, whether you're cooking meth or whatever it is, but they can't cut off your water. It's the same thing when it comes to your telephone. They can't listen to your phone call, figure that you're talking about something that cut you off from using phones. They can arrest you for something you said. But like I said, Section 230 protects these platforms from being publishers. And to me, if they're going to start editorializing, they should lose that protection. Hey, Aaron, appreciate the comments this morning. Uh, and you can weigh in yourself, 803-0930 on WBEN. That is, I still kind of lean back and forth with this. And, you know, you mentioned that uh, under the law up there, they're seen as uh, sort of that town hall. The uh, The companies are protected from... And, you know, the companies are never held liable for what's said or really done on their platform. At the same time, it is a type of private business. And you do kind of get into the how much can you really regulate one specific business. And I also want to keep in mind somewhat to keep in check, I guess, the impact, the overall impact of a site like Twitter, where it's very easy, especially when you're listening to people in the media business, to look at something like Twitter and just assume that everybody is using it and that everybody sees it and that everybody's seeing what you're seeing, which we all know is definitely not the case, um, and that it is this sort of town hall, when in reality, that's not the case. Most people aren't looking through a Twitter feed every day. Most people aren't no. getting their news this way. They're not digesting this. They're not using it as their megaphone, as their you know uh, version of uh, exercising their First Amendment right to freedom of speech. It is a select group of people. It is not the majority who's using and that will go, too, for a Facebook or for an Instagram. So 
I don't know. I'm, I'm still on the fence here, so to speak, when you kind of talk about putting in those regulations. I do think it is a tricky subject because you're starting to impose restrictions on a business that, I mean, should kind of, I, I don't know, it should kind of be able to at somewhat police themselves. When do they get too big to police themselves? And when do they start uh, destroying themselves? Here's another good question. Yes. And something that we've seen from Apple, their new iOS update requires Facebook, all apps, but it's really noticeable uh, with Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to ask for permission to track data from your phone to, as they put it, I love this, to improve your ads. Like, oh, that's what I've been clamoring for this whole time. <laughs> I need better ads. I need better ads. Well, they, they uh, are showing a screen on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, maybe you've seen this, that, you know, we use information about your activity from other apps and websites. So what you buy, how many uh, pieces of toilet paper you purchase, uh, everything under the sun to improve our ads and sell that to advertisers and in order to among other things help keep facebook free of charge as if you know we need a free and open facebook would you pay for a facebook if it came to that and i i would love to see them try and put a fee on some of these social media apps and then people might go back to realizing that the internet isn't only experienced through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and social media, that there is a little bit more out there. There is a free and open internet. Yes. You just have to kind of look for it. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of websites on that internet that wouldn't mind if Facebook started charging. Maybe they'd start getting some traffic. 803-0930, star 930. It is BMAZ and Beamer, and we are back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back to Beamaz and Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Taking your calls at 803-0930. But first, we'd like to get a winner. Eric Church coming to town September 25th. This year, 2021, KeyBank Center, courtesy of Messina Touring Group, we have a pair of tickets for caller number three at 644-9875. That's 644-9875. Caller number three will be on their way to see Eric Church Saturday, September 25th, 2001. And 
If you'd like to purchase tickets, they go on sale Friday at 10 at ericchurch.com. Hey, that's 2001, this year. You can that's be right. back at a concert. Just a couple of months away, or a few months away, more than a couple. Yeah, uh, inside the stadium. Pretty cool. Uh, talking about social media today on WBEN, uh, 803-0930 is the number to weigh in um, what you're seeing. Uh, the news this morning, and by the way, uh, other you know big news this morning, June 1st, the Blue Jays will start yes. playing here in Buffalo. You can read more about that, WBEN.com, what that means. I believe as of right now, the number is about 5,000 fans with that 33% capacity who would be able to go to each game. But June 1st is when that is going to uh, happen. And we've got um, the other you know, big story, the Facebook Oversight Board upholding the decision to suspend the president from Facebook, or then President Trump from Facebook, they say within six months, Facebook should either impose a time-limited suspension or delete the account, because those are the only two things that would be allowed, and that's uh, one of the things we're talking about this morning. Delete the account. So does that mean he could make a new account? I don't like the way they worded that. They they could just permanently ban yeah, the Donald person. Trump and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and just pretend it's not him. <laughs> I feel like you'd probably do that. You might get found out. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's what, according to the Facebook Terms of Service, what this oversight board said is that you're not allowed to indefinitely suspend anybody. You have to either give, you know, a set timeout or delete the account in total. Interesting. It's, you know, brought up the greater discussion of how you use social media and how it's been seen and what sort of oversight should there be on social media. You know, this is uh, social media policing itself. This oversight board, I mean, it's an arm of Facebook as much as they want to call it independent. Um, it's an arm of Facebook. So they're still policing themselves. Should there be some sort of government regulation on these big social media companies and where do you draw the line you know what is a big social media company does snapchat need the uh, government oversight does tiktok is it just facebook twitter and instagram is it something else does it need to happen at all i mean it would take the decision if it does one thing it would take that decision kind of out of uh facebook and twitter's hands and on that level they might welcome that because then they wouldn't be on the receiving end of a lot of this criticism. And I'm guessing if you are the government and you impose oversight, if it goes for one, it goes for all, right? So if they oversight Twitter, well, I'm pretty sure they're going to regulate Facebook, Snapchat. It would go for all forms of social media. And Brian, you know, I look at this because there's obvious things that need to be regulated that I think Twitter and Facebook have been doing a good job of. And that's, you know, you can't threaten someone on social media. That gets in the hands of the government. Uh, there's certain phrases, there's certain things you can't say that would get in the hands, that would put eyes on you. That stuff is regulated. And, and you know what? People complain about this all the time, and, and you might disagree with me. I have no problems with when people put something that's just obviously fake, when Facebook or Twitter puts a warning on the bottom of it. I have no problem with that. You know, because... There has been a lot of just these bogus websites uh, that people take seriously, and, and they post stuff that, you know, if, if, if enough people believe it, I think it's pretty dangerous. Well, I mean, the problem that you might have with that is then it comes into the question, how do you, what's obviously that's fake? A great, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, that's, what, that, what gets put into that category? Um, you know, there are things that are obviously fake, and then there's, you know, the New York Post having their Hunter Biden story scrubbed from all of Twitter Right. When I mean, you're talking about a legitimate news outlet with a legitimate story. Yeah. 
and that happened. So uh, there are levels to this, and there, it's, there has to be that distinction between false and unpopular, right? That's a great point. And yeah. that is, seems to be tough for uh, social media to really draw that line or find where that line is, whether you're Twitter or Facebook, to make that distinction. And that's one of the reasons that I think a lot of people are uncomfortable with this idea that there is going to be policing of social media. My other, you know, my, I guess I've struggled with this and I kind of laid this out in the first half hour with where I stand on this. You know, is this a true public forum? Is this, you know, an arm of your First Amendment right? Or is this just a service provided by a company? I mean, you have to kind of weigh which one of those this is before you can decide for sure whether you think censorship of the uh, thing is right. If I were to give my 100% opinion, if someone were to ask me what I actually felt, I would say the best possible scenario for you to do personally is to completely delete all of these apps and never be on social media, and then you don't have to deal with it. And as a bonus... You don't have some company tracking everything else you do on your phone, everything you buy, everything you say, text, who knows, <laughs> you know, right. what's on uh, a lot of these apps. Because uh, it's a big did you know that I still think a lot of people don't know. Apps like Facebook can track what you do in other apps on your phone. And Facebook does do this. And one of the new things that just came out last week on Apple iPhones, on their new software update, they're requiring all apps, including Facebook, to ask for permission explicitly. Not, you know, go through one of those five-page-long things (laughs) that you don't read and hit agree to. To pop it up in plain words so that you can see, ask for your permission to track you across other apps on your device. And, you know, what they say is, well, this will make a better ad experience, show more personalized ads, as if, I don't know, are people really clamoring for that? Do you get upset, Joe, when you see an ad for, uh, you know, if you were uh, allergic to gluten and you saw a cinnamon bun ad, would you be really upset? (laughs) Very offended. (laughs) Um, Do do I want Facebook to know about my allergy history uh, is the real question. But they also say it would keep Facebook free of charge. And this is actually, I was thinking about this during the break. I wish I had it in front of me. I wrote about this maybe over a decade ago when Twitter was first coming. And I, when I first uh, got on to Twitter, and I was kind of seeing the way that I was using it and the way that a lot of other people were and how links to websites were being spread on Twitter and then more and more on Facebook at the same time, that I wrote about this very near future, and I think we're there for the most part now, except for maybe a few cases where, you know, this you used to have a homepage, right? You, you used to go on, you would have a homepage. <laughs> it was Yahoo. We talked about this Yahoo, yesterday. Yahoo, MSN. And then from there, you'd have other websites that you visited. Right. Um, you know, maybe you went on a, a certain news site. Maybe you went on a certain sports site, a, a, you know, a certain other site for uh, fun, a music site to read, you know, someone's blog. And you kind of had this list in your mind. And that's and maybe from there, within there, there were links, and that's how you discovered new things on the internet. And what I was seeing like a decade ago on Twitter and Facebook was, it's not 
how people are going to be using the internet as these apps get more and more popular. And I think we're at that point now where it's really a, a funneled internet where you're not branching out on the internet unless you're getting a link through Twitter or oh, right. Facebook yeah. or something like that. How many people are firing up Internet Explorer or Firefox right now and going through those few sites that they I mean that number is shrinking by the day they've kind of created this walled internet that is I think if you're talking about stifling someone's free speech on a social media platform I think this is a big part of it where now people aren't using the internet like they did a decade ago through an internet browser you're using your internet through these social media apps and that's what's directing you to a site and it's based on who you follow and kind of that's where the control of the internet I think really comes into play where Twitter Facebook a lot of social media apps are almost your gatekeeper to the rest of the internet they don't have to be but for a lot of people it kind of became that way yeah you you uh you put it perfectly. The only other time that I will go to a website that I didn't get on Twitter or Facebook, Brian, is if I'm watching something and I want to see if what I'm watching actually happened, and I will put it into the Google search bar. That's the only time I go to a website that's not. And it, it I wouldn't even say Instagram, TikTok. Those, webs, those apps wouldn't pertain to this. That is Twitter and Facebook 100%. You get on your phone. You wake up. What do you do? I click on Twitter. I click on Facebook. Oh, this is an interesting story. Now I'm on the New York Post website. But I didn't want to go to the New York Post. The only reason I'm there mm-hmm. is because someone I follow tweeted something out or put something on Facebook. Uh, that's, that, that's a great point. And... Maybe if I have to pay for this service, I'll go back to the old way. Hey, what does AOL say I should be uh, visiting this morning? You know what? It's funny that you brought up AOL because that's how it used to – it's like we've reverted back to AOL. Right. You used to go on AOL, and it was this kind of weird dashboard, right? And it just had links to certain things, and that's how you'd get on the internet. AOL would tell you the things to read. And now it's like Twitter. You log on to Twitter or Facebook, and it's – Twitter or Facebook telling you the things to read. And it's not just the people you follow on Twitter or Facebook. It literally is because you log on Facebook right now, and if I'm you know, pulling something up on my phone, people are posting on Facebook all the time. And the first posts that I see on Facebook, uh, one is a post from a 23 hours ago. The next thing is an ad. The next thing is a post from two days ago. And the next thing is from 40 minutes ago. So you're not seeing just the random, you know, musings of all the your friends on Facebook. You're seeing a select, you know, uh, a certain um, uh, pattern that Facebook thinks you, you want to see to yeah. spend more time on their social media platform. So even if you think you're getting all these diverse views from all the friends you follow, really, if you pay attention to it, you're only seeing a select few, and you're seeing them when Facebook wants you to see them. When I Facebook mean, thinks it's something you want to see. If you don't think that you uh, see something based on the time of day that you're on one of these social media feeds, uh, you've got another thing coming, right? Because that is 100% what's – if you're on – if I'm on Facebook at 4 a.m., Facebook knows I'm looking for some sort of news uh, article. If I'm on Facebook at – 4 p.m., they know I'm shopping for sneakers. And, you know, <laughs> what you see is, a you know, lines up right with what you're in the mood for 
at that point. Uh, another thing, back to the um, to the the apps and asking for your permission. Do you notice it's not asking for your permission? It's just letting you know what they're doing, and it's in your hands to actually go in settings and turn these uh, notifications off because. It's just the warning and continue. And until you go to your settings and disallow that stuff, they're following you from the from the uh, download. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the best thing would be like we said before. If you really you want it, if I think you're much happier. I think in general, if you know people in your life, the happier people are the people who don't have social media. Well, that was my next question. And aren't there? That was my next question because Facebook was supposed to keep you connected. And like you said, it's great for inviting people for putting events together. But is there anyone that you are connected to because you're on Facebook? The My favorite people in the world are the people who probably post on Facebook the least. Okay. And the more you post on Facebook, the less I probably like you in real life. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think it just probably the per, your personality is like that. But, if you feel the need to post everything on Facebook and social media, I'm going to guess, just based on my experience with the people I know, that uh, you know the more you post – the less I actually want to talk to you. So Facebook, so Facebook's reasoning now isn't what it was originally for, because originally it's supposed to be connecting with people oh. that you can't see every day. Well, but now it was before, connecting people with their advertisers. But that was before smartphones. Goal. Like anyone I went to college with that I still want to talk to that doesn't live in Buffalo, I can text them, I can call them, I can Facetime them. Facebook's per- original purpose isn't there anymore, and that's why now it's become this, like you said, oh, post all these articles that I want, you know so many people to see are all these ads and that's why they need your information because you're not there to connect they're that you're there you're there for them to connect you to something you want to buy yeah that's yeah you said it perfectly that's the reasoning for for the platform and when that's the reasoning for the platform can you treat it like a public you know a town square a public forum uh you know a place of free speech I don't know. I mean, your free speech exists on the Internet, even if your Facebook or Twitter account has been taken away. Uh, the, the Internet is so humongous right. and so vast that it, it does exist, even though it might not seem like it because you've been taken off one of these places. And, I mean, to, to a point, it does hamper when you kind of bring it back around to Facebook's decision on the president. I mean, what did we see every single day on every single news program? It doesn't matter if it's Fox, MSNBC, ABC, Channel 7, Nightly News, or so on and so forth. Every single day, there would be something on, you know, it would be a Twitter graphic or a Facebook graphic or something like that. This is what is, (laughs) this is what was posted by the president. This is what was posted by somebody. So in a way, it does feed more than just the people looking at Twitter because that's where people who are curating your other news sources are looking for some of these comments to be made. And, you know, maybe they're not looking at these other places in the Internet where you do have, like I said, nobody is stifling your freedom of speech on the to say that. I mean, I, I don't know how you can get to that because there are so many places on the Internet yes. where you can say, you've seen it. Uh, we've all seen it. Yep. You can say whatever you want uh, to I, – I, I'm not sure where. It's, it, it's tough to get to the point where you decide these are the platforms that we need to regulate. And, and to your point, that goes back to what we talked about in the first segment of, you know, 
the how how each social media place is taken. I mean, Twitter is still, I think, the most seriously taken one because, A, that's where Facebook just put their announcement. And like you said, even with President Trump not on Twitter, not in office anymore, every day you see tweets from an elected official on the news. You see that graphic, and that's how Twitter has been used to reach out instead of, I don't know, making a statement. Yeah. Well, it's easy to. They made a great platform where it's easy to, if you're somebody who has a thought quickly, boom, get it out. In 10 seconds, this is from me. You know it's from me. The end. Before we get out of here, I had a good idea when we were at the commercial break. Wouldn't it be awesome if you and I could go get a preview of the stadium with all its uh, new construction? Well, it's new. They did a lot. I'd love to do a walkthrough. Um, that could be a show. Yeah. Well, I'll let you do it. I, uh, If you are asking me to walk through some uh, new batting cages and yeah. uh, a new place where the pitchers warm up, I mean, yeah, sure. It's, it's kind of, we can check the beverages, not, too. Not, not the most exciting, <laughs> but I, I, uh, I am interested to see how it looks. And I, I do think it looks – I think they should keep the blue look on that uh, ballpark when they – even when the Bisons come back next year because oh, I think it looks pretty I sharp. It's great. It's eye-catching, and it's coming uh, to us. June 1st. That's right. June, against the Marlins. June 1st is uh, when the Blue Jays will be here. I mean, still no word on fans, still no word on tickets. These are just the preliminary reports. Still no official announcement as far as I've seen, um, but nope. I haven't been on Twitter, so I wouldn't know. But, <laughs> but those times do, uh, do equal out to what we said originally, and that's the series that we predicted would be the first in Buffalo. So it should be exciting to have some Major League Baseball, something to look forward to, summer 2021. Beamaz and Beamer will be back tomorrow. Don't forget to listen on demand on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.